There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back for yet another week and uh, I'm... uh, as ever, excited to talk to a new guest today. We've got Damien Colhane. We're going to be talking about how to pivot your mindset. And I think you're going to inter- find this show interesting uh, today because I think it's, uh, it's important right now. There's so much going on, isn't there, in the world right now. We've been through the pandemic. Um, there is uh, uncertainty. There is a political challenge around the globe. There is conflict. Uh, and you know, even going back to your office, you probably find there's um, there's challenge about do you um, um, all work in the office? Do you partly work uh, away from home? How do we keep ourselves safe from the virus? All those things are, are going on at the minute. And, you know, people are also being challenged financially at the minute. Um, it's just a really, really uncertain time. So I think pivoting your mindset is is going to be important and being able to think differently to keep yourself positive and keep yourself energized so i'd like to just um before we get on to uh, me introducing you to damien i'd like to say a big thank you to my guest last week we had neil mccoy ward on the show uh, neil was on the show for the second time he's a uh, an economic kind of forecaster he travels the globe uh, looking at what's happening around the world and advising on it um he's Two years ago, people were saying that he was, um, uh, you know, something of a, I'm struggling to find the word now, but a conspiracy theorist, that was it. The BBC described him as a conspiracy theorist, but the challenge is, two years later, that what he was sharing has come completely and utterly true. So do have a listen to that and have a, have a think. Uh, I think Neil's um, content is absolutely fascinating, and it certainly got me acting uh, over the last week. Um, so uh, I also want to say a big thank you to Rupert Honeywood. Um, Rupert is a, a mutual friend of Damien and myself, and he introduced uh, me to Damien. And I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with Damien over the last year or two since we we met. He's a really, really interesting man. And he's really uh, concerned with helping people overcome the limitations of their of their unconscious mind and, and really becoming being able to master their own minds so that you can make these changes. He's... Um, He's, he's a fascinating guy. He's a very experienced non-executive director. He's, his expertise sits around human development, but also investment. Um, he is um, qualified as a chartered manager. He's over 30 years international experience. If he's anything like me, you look at that and, you, and your CV, and then you have to sort of keep putting it up every every few years. And you're, oh, crikey, it's now 35. It's a bit scary. But he's, he's got international experience. He's been currently based in Poland. Um, and he's contributed to some really great books. And three of his books that he's contributed to were international bestsellers on Amazon. And his latest book is called How to Pivot Your Mindset. So um, if you want greater success, if you want to um, energize yourself after some of the challenges you've been facing maybe recently, let's listen to what Damien's got to say. So Damien, a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show. Welcome. 
Thank you so much, Chris. It's great to be here. And thank you for inviting me to contribute to the conversation around how to pivot your mindset. It's great to be here. Thank you. Fantastic. And I'm I'm intrigued. You you've got a you've got an English accent there and you're living in Poland. So what brought you to Poland? Um, what's it like to live and how's it how's it how's it right now? Yeah, well, uh, it's interesting times. Uh, we are about 135 kilometers, sorry, 135 miles from the border with Ukraine. So uh, we're seeing a lot of people traveling uh, west uh, out of Ukraine and into Poland. So uh, there, there's certainly a lot more traffic and, and people around. They're not all staying in in Poland. They're transitioning through, but there are people who do want to settle here or don't want to be in Ukraine right now. So yeah, we're seeing a, a lot of people around. Um, usual kind of domestic things around the cost of oil at the moment because the the cost of fuel has gone up. Um, but generally speaking, you know what? We're just coming into springtime. It's just warming up. The last of the snow has gone, hopefully, for the winter. So uh, we're just kind of getting into that nice springtime here in Poland. And um, part of the reason why I'm here is because my fiance's uh, family are from Poland and she's originally from Poland. So uh, we come and visit here quite regularly. Oh, uh, good. Is it a nice place to be? Usually? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just, just outside Krakow. And uh, it's one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. So, yeah, we have a lovely time visiting ar- around around some beautiful places. Fantastic, fantastic. I should also mention that uh, there's a couple of uh, past guests uh, on the show. Uh, Damien, sorry, um, David Fox Pitt, who's been on the show, um, and also Neil Lawton, uh, both uh, ex-military military fellows and adventurers. And uh, I, I may have mentioned my quadrathlon a few years ago, David hosts that. But they're currently on the border at the moment with uh, Poland and Ukraine. They've taken a big pizza van out and tents to accommodate up to 60 people. They're giving out food and sweets. And uh, uh, so just, you know, full respect to them to uh, doing something and taking action and leaving their families to kind of kind of help. Um, so, Damien, tell me a little bit about, I'm intrigued about, about your life and maybe your earlier life and this, this, this concept of pivoting your mindset. Um, I know it has personal resonance to you. It comes out of, you know, personal kind of kind of challenges and, and and the likes but you know who um you know where did you grow up who inspired you and uh, kind of what started to lead to you to to do the work that you do now well it's a great question chris thank you um i think the the main thing around my childhood was that it was fairly average you know it was there was nothing special or unusual um my parents unfortunately separated when i was still uh, in my single digits so i was about 7 when my parents separated so i was brought up by my mum and my sister quite you know they were quite uh, prominent figures in my upbringing and i think that led me to be much more adaptable in how i adjust to things because uh, women generally are more adaptable anyway in the species and uh, being around two women who were very prominent in my upbringing and very important in my upbringing um, had a big impact on me I think. Um, I, by the time I was in my teenage years I was old enough to travel on my own and I travelled over to Ireland which is the sort of ancestral family home and uh, spent some time there with the, the relatives over in Ireland And it really started to shape who I became because uh, I got to see a different culture and experience different people's values and different people's 
ways of thinking and uh, really, really appreciated that opportunity and got some work experience working with my relatives and working with them in their retail shops, et cetera. So kind of really thrown into to kind of working with people and, and understanding people and those interpersonal skills and, and saw that. So um, my great aunties were a great influence on me. And then by the time I was entering the workplace, one of the very first roles I had was uh, working for a real estate organization, a big national company. And they introduced me to the work of Dale Carnegie, which of course, you know, really did change my life because suddenly it opened me up to more confidence and being able to speak in front of an audience. And, and so it opened up a whole host of opportunities for me. And I was only around about 18 or 19, I think at the time. So that really did have a, a big impact on me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, this, this subject of pivoting your mindset, is it when you, when you wrote this book, was it because you just had an idea that it would be helpful and there was a market need for it? Or was it, um, was it partly personal therapy? Yeah, I think there was both really. Because <laughs> <I, laughs> certainly there was for my first book. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> there was some therapy in there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, Really, the the how to pivot your mindset uh, topic came about right in the middle of lockdown, and I wrote the book and started it right in at the start of lockdown. And what happened was I was triggered into my reptilian brain, where I was into survival mode for the first week or so, when nobody knew what on earth was going on. You know, there was all these figures being published every day of this virus that was going around the globe and, and was, you know, seemingly ending people's lives prematurely in very large numbers that were, was unexpected. So there were big events happening very, very rapidly. And for about a week, I was in survival mode thinking, you know, I was actually in Poland at the time. And I was thinking, well, where are we going to get our fresh water from? What happens if the power station can't be manned because people are dying? You know, like literally survival mode. And then after about a week or so, I realized that actually it was kind of not, it, it's a serious thing, you know, it's a serious virus, but it wasn't obviously a, a kind of um, one of those life or death situations where everybody's going to be just annihilated. Uh, so we adjusted to it. And I realized that I had to adjust my mindset to that. And I'd done that a number of times through personal experiences and through my own life journey. And when I was when I then came to terms with what was happening, I came to realize that one of the things that I needed to do was just basically start to create and help others of how they would deal with it. Because I knew I had the tools and resources within me, and I wanted to be able to share that and create content for people that would be valuable to help them in their situation. So that's how that was the inspiration for the book. Yeah, as one of the challenges at the moment, information is so instant, isn't it? Really, with the you know, with your your mobile phones and the like, and I've heard this term. I was reading about a few weeks ago, doom scrolling. Yeah, yeah, quite. <laughs> yeah exactly. You can get addicted to it, right? You know, yeah. looking at the uh, one of the things I got addicted to in the first day or two of of the global lockdown, the global pandemic, when it was all announced at the very beginning, I got really addicted to the doomsday counter on yeah. you know the World Health Organization counting the number of deaths in each country, and I was like, wow when you start to get into the analysis and you start to dig into that a little bit further, you get a little bit more comfortable with the fact that, you know, actually, okay, this is kind of like adjustments. Um, if that's, if that's a good way to describe it, but 
the point is that you can become addicted to that news and particularly bad news. And that's, of course, how the media really plays on people's emotions and the governments play on, you know, wanting to instill fear so that they can keep control of people. That's a whole different theory and a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to get into some religion <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, I, I, there has though been, I mean, to this period, I, you know, I know, I know a number of people who lost lost um, partners, lost parents, lost grandparents. Um, maybe we had high numbers here in the UK, um, but that that sort of situation. I know a number of people with long COVID. Um, there are some really genuinely challenging issues that people are having to overcome, really, aren't there? And, and, and I, I'm having a little taste of this, and I've talked to you about it. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the show. Um, I had some surgery a few weeks ago. It's failed. Uh, I had a number of weeks of recovery, and I've got to go and have that surgery done again. And um, you know, I've had that experience of waking up feeling rubbish yeah. um, and having to manage my own kind of workload, but also my mindset as well. Uh, and, and to dig deep thinking, you know, I need to, this is my opportunity. I know a lot about resilience and about positivity. I need to dig deep and to do that, to use that. So I end up being productive. Um, and there'll be people here worried about paying the bills. So I just think this subject today is, is an important one to talk about because um, there are a lot of genuine things to unsettle us and unsettle our brains. It's And it's natural we might sink into that negativity perhaps, but um do you think this is needed more than ever right now? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the events of the last two years, and as you've already mentioned, you know, it's been very sad to see that people have maybe lost their lives or prematurely their lives have come to an end. And we've had people that we know personally that are also affected by it. So I totally resonate with those people that have lost loved ones and that have experienced this terrible loss. But at the same time, you know, we do have to adjust to these events. And I know that from my personal experience of having a son who's got a disability that's a life-limiting condition. You know, I've had to adjust to that and adjust to why that happened to him and what, what my role is within that, because I spent probably 18 months to two years feeling really sorry for myself down in the dumps and, and with long-term sadness probably airing on the edge of depression. It was never diagnosed as that, but certainly I would have symptoms of somebody who would on the surface look like they're depressed. And I would have that, that went on for a long period of time. Um, so adjusting to that is about how we adapt and how we bounce back and how we respond um, and having tools and resources for you to be able to do that is really critical because when you're in that, you won't be able to access them unless you've got a structure that you can rely on or lean into. Because as I mentioned, we get into this reptilian brain, which is like our survival mechanism. And we're just focused on the very core of our brain at the top of our spine, which is basically the fight or flight mechanism, uh, which is the reptilian brain. And we can't access the middle or outer parts of our brain where we do all the creative thinking, where mm -hmm. we access our intuition, where we access our creativity. You know, it's like we, we that just shuts down. We don't have it available to us. So if we're constantly in fear or worried about our physiological survival, uh, we, we're not going to access all that, that kind of creativity that's going to get us out of that. Albert Einstein has a very famous quote, which is, you cannot solve today's problems with the same level of thinking that created them. 
what he actually wrote about in his essays, which would have been the equivalent of blogs or, or probably even radio shows these days. But what he actually wrote about was you cannot solve today's problems with the same level of consciousness that created them. Yeah. So we have to shift our consciousness and shift our thinking. And I think globally, you know, we've had a massive awakening of, of, the, of people's consciousness in the last two years. And so I think the events that have happened have been a wake up for people that perhaps have just been sleeping through their potential and sleeping through what possibilities exist for them. Um, so I think it's a good thing in that regard that we've probably woken up as a result of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It is about it is about elevating your consciousness, isn't it? And uh, the, the truth about life is is rubbish things just happen, don't they? Difficult things happen, and part of life is I I, I think believe is being able to navigate through them. Uh, and not to allow enabling not allowed to allow yourself to get sucked down that downward spiral but actually utilize it to uh, elevate your consciousness such that when you come out of this situation you're in an even better place to handle life yeah. and contribute exactly yeah. and and i think that's the thing it's about how do we adjust adapt and adopt our ways of thinking and our behavior so that we can deal with those everyday things that are challenging us around our work, around our relationships, around wealth, around health. You know, all of those things are, are important to people and you're going to be experiencing different sort of momentum and different ups and downs and journeys through that. So uh, it's important to have resources to do that. Excellent. Well, that's, it's a perfect time for a break because what we'll do after the break, we'll start talking about some of those resources, some of those strategies to help you to um, pivot your mindset. So we'll be back again, Damien and myself, in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Damien Colhane, and we're talking about pivoting your mindset. And I should say there is a, there's obviously this book uh, that uh, Damien wrote that is available. You can get it, access it at payhip.com slash Damien Colhane. Um, I think that uh, we might be able to persuade Damien in the interval to um, find some sort of a discount code, perhaps. You never, you never know. See, see if you can uh, access one of those. But, um, but that is available. I read it this morning, actually. It's, uh, it's not a long book, it, but it's got some really great content and, and some um, practical steps in it as well so i think it ticks the box for me in in both aspects with my attention span um so so damien tell us um a little bit about uh, let's let's talk about general kind of well-being and happiness and in i I read in your your book this morning that there were four four kind of pillars of happiness from your your perspective um do you want to share those because they might be helpful to people yeah, sure. So this is a, a model which I created for really helping people to understand the importance of what underpins happiness, because often we think happiness might come from more success or from having the right relationship or having the perfect body or whatever it might be. We're always looking at outside things that might bring us happiness. But actually, happiness is about being happy and about having that that feeling and emotion and and actually the vibrational energy of happiness. And so I think there's four pillars that I've I've noticed that really make a difference. The first one is benevolence. And this is about your contribution to humanity. It's how you show up and give back to society and play a role with your special gifts and talents. So you mentioned at the start of the show, a couple of colleagues that you know who are down on the border with Ukraine and Poland doing humanitarian work, which is essential right now. It's really needed. There's a big humanitarian crisis going on, you know, and they're able to contribute to humanity in that way and show a great deal of benevolence. So your unique genius is aligned with who you truly are and with your purpose. So it's a blend of your strengths and what you love to do. And the key access point to know what makes your heart sing and what nourishes your soul. So that's really where kind of benevolence comes in. And that's the the first pillar. I think coupled with that is how we tread softly on the world and how we set tread softly on the planet. So the second thing is around humility and being humble and grateful for the special gifts and talents is a key pillar to your happiness. So your contribution to the universe really needs to be kind of aligned with your values. And it's critical that you understand what your core foundational values are to achieve your inner harmony. And belonging and connecting are are access points to this that lead to a kind of stewardship of of what your soul is capable of. Um, And that's in harmony with doing what you love. So that's really kind of the nurturing of your own ability and and you as a person. And uh, I think everyone has a responsibility to to not only uh, show up with their special gifts and talents, but actually how they're going to use them. I think we will have a responsibility to do that. Uh, so that's a, a critical part of that humility. It's like, well, the, the universe is much greater than who I am. 
what's the small part that I can play in, in my role in making the world a better place and contributing something. One of my uh, core values is around contribution and making a difference. So really being able to do something that has impact on people. And that brings us on to the third pillar, which is impact and how you make a difference through your commitment to serve others. Um, I think this can be manifested through your career or vocation, uh, but it's giving you a sense of fulfillment and belonging. And what does the, the universe really need from you? And what are you committed to that will bring you fulfillment? And the key here is to activate your inner power whilst blending your desire to reach the divinity within. You know, we all have the ability to tap into our higher source, our higher divinity uh, that we all have within us. And so that's the, the kind of godliness or goddess within this, um, not in a spiritual way, but in terms of a higher, higher sense of what we can achieve. So the fourth area, the fourth um, pillar is then around limitations. And what are the things that might stop you from doing that? Um, th this may seem to be at odds with happiness, but it's imperative that we're realistic about what we're truly capable of achieving. And our internal and external limitations are important to acknowledge, and therefore it's important to understand both, to combat the internal and external limitations. And, and that's where you really need techniques to transform and express your passion, nurturing your kind of self-belief to creatively subdue these limitations. And you must learn to pivot your mindset and stand in the power of your own sovereignty. That's the, the kind of key part of those four, four key pillars. So just some, just some sort of clear. So the benevolence was about you know, almost uh, what kind of makes your heart sing. Uh, and then humility is being being humble uh, and aligned with your values and, and connecting and belonging. And impact is about um, about contribution uh, and tapping into uh, tapping into a bigger picture, uh, um, you know, something that's maybe you know, more than just about you. Um, uh, and then the final one is kind of knowing is your limitations. And I'm, I'm sort of intrigued with the, the limitations. Is that about maybe limiting beliefs you might have as opposed to actually, you know, I am limited. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the limitations come about from your kind of saboteurs, your sabotaging thoughts, your, your, your pattern of sabotage that you might have, well, you will have. Everyone has a pattern of sabotage. So uh, there'll be a pattern in the way that you think. The number one saboteur for everybody is the judge. And we judge ourselves in a certain situation. We're judging others or we're judging our circumstances. Now, that judge then triggers the accomplice saboteurs. And so you're sabotaging thoughts around your own beliefs, around your, your own kind of uh, understanding and interpretation of the world is triggered by all of that. And, and so it's important to know that and have awareness to how that might stop you uh, and what your limitations might be. So it's what some people call the ego. Uh, it's the unconscious mind. It's our thoughts, emotions, and beliefs that kind of govern most of our thinking. Mm. Mm. I, I, I like it. I, I've also, uh, we, we've had a chat about Ikigai as well, haven't we? That's kind yeah, of quite yeah, helpful. Exactly. helpful model too, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know what? I'm, I'm completely inspired by it because it's, it's part of the inspiration for the, the whole pivot your mindset and particularly the four pillars. Um, when you look inside of Ikigai and the purpose of a meaning of your life and what you can do and how you can give something back, you know, it's all wrapped up into the, the pivot mindset 
blueprint and the the how to pivot your mindset and the four pillars are definitely inspired by that um uh, unquestionably yeah mm. what I, I kind of like about it too is you meet a, a lot of you know people who are following maybe a dream and following a purpose but actually um, there isn't anybody out there who wants to buy it or is prepared to pay for it so they, exactly, you know, exactly. Or, so you, you can end up broke uh, yeah. or, <laughs> or you can end up not charging for something and you end up end up broke you you, you can be very high on the benevolence but um um not looking after yourself um but i think that's yeah. a good for people i think there's a good model there this you know there's a model here damien's in, in his book about happiness about benevolence and humility and impact and limitation and understanding that but i also would encourage you to google ikigai because i think that's uh is helpful particularly if you're thinking about your next career or you're thinking about you know what you're going to do do next um, yeah. it's, it's great um exactly. I'm, I'm kind of i've got a few some techniques that i use to just to kind of disrupt the patterns of my thinking i'm interesting to hear what you would recommend because we do we do get lines of thought which can be can be to our detriment uh and uh, how, what are your recommendations to people to 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 if, if they've got if got a belief that's taking them down uh mm. how they disrupt that thinking um, such that they can start to move up. Yeah, I, I think the the key thing, Chris, and, and anyone listening, is that it's to really understand the impact that that belief is having on them. So to do that, you can't you can't look at that belief with the same level of thinking that created it. Going back to what I was referring to earlier from the Einstein quote, if you try to look at your own beliefs from within your own beliefs then you might not see it as an issue and you might not actually be able to acknowledge it or have awareness. So it takes a very deep level of consciousness and a deep level of personal growth to explore that and examine it. And I'll give you an example, if I may, I'll share an example. Do, yeah. You know, with, with my son's situation, um, he was diagnosed in 2005 with a life-limiting condition where it's a muscle degenerating disease and as he gets older, his muscles deteriorate. So we know that his life expectancy is considerably shortened. And when we got the diagnosis, his life expectancy, he was around about six at the time, five or six at the time, and his life expectancy was probably late teens. And already in the time that we've been living with that condition and that he's been living with that condition, the improvements in the way they treat that condition have meant that his life expectancy has already increased. So. There's positive, you know, ways that we can we can uh, see that his opportunity for living a life is is still fully in existence. Which is it's just different. So when I was suffering with the the kind of real long term sadness around it, I was examining, you know, why me, why him, you know, all of that self indulgent stuff, and wallowing in that self pity, frankly. And it didn't get me anywhere apart from seeing the existing problem. So. It was only when I started to examine and notice the things that were happening around me that were uh, the signs that I was getting and the signals that I was getting of things that I was learning and the growth that came from it. And so one example is at some point after about two years or so, um, I was encouraged by a, a national charity that I went on to be a trustee for, actually. Uh, I was encouraged to write letters to the MP to try to get more funding for the research. And so I did that and I was writing to family and friends asking if they would consider sending a similar letter and sending a copy of the letter, the type of thing that, you know, mm. it's quite common behavior to try and uh, get people involved and enroll them. 
Um, and I was just blown away, Chris, by the depth of human kindness that came. You know, I'd been suffering on this with this on my own for 18 months to two years. I'd been in a state of long-term sadness as a result of it, mourning and grieving, actually, effectively was what it amounted to. Um, and the depth of human kindness was just everywhere. There was just an abundance of it. You know, people willing to do fundraising events for my son, people willing to, you know, do almost anything for, for him. Um, and it was just beautiful. And, and so I hadn't noticed that before, although it was always around me. And I, one of my other values is compassion and kindness. So, you know, compassion and empathy and kindness are a part of my DNA. But I hadn't noticed it in other people or noticed the the depth of that around me. So that really helped me to see things differently and see from a different perspective and a different perception how I could look at this as a growth opportunity, not a, an area of uh, something to be long-term sad about, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so, so is, is this about then, a, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your situation with your son. Uh, is, is it about actually... You, you could focus in on that situation at a micro level and get very sad about it. But once you, you kind of lift your head up and you look at the opportunity to, to maybe not only help your son, but help others, you've got, you, you actually have a higher purpose. Exactly. Uh, and you're looking at it on a, on a, on a higher plane. And by getting out of that insular nature of how you're feeling and being more expansive, it then starts to attract other people in as well, which lifts you. And Yeah. Um, totally, Chris, totally. And and it's about how you view things and, and from what perspective you're looking at it. If, if I was coming from my survival brain and my reptilian brain where I'm suffering with my sadness and with my beliefs, and I believe that this situation is terrible and it's awful and it's very sad, and, and in that very low vibrational energy, I'm not going to be open to the possibility of what the growth might be in there. So shifting the, the mindset and pivoting into, well, where is the growth that's coming from this? Where's the gift and opportunity that exists in my son having this life-limiting condition? Now, his journey on this earth, his journey in, in this lifetime is going to be shortened, you know, and that's his journey. That's what he needs to experience as a person because that's his journey for this life. And so my journey is to experience having a son who's going through that journey. Um, and so it's a different perspective to not feel sorry for yourself, but observe it and then see where the gift and opportunities e exist. Yeah. We've, we've had on the show, we had Emma Hallam on the show. Um, mm. oh, yeah. Uh, Alex, Alex's Wish. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know Emma. And, yeah. and I, know, I know Emma. And I'm a, I went to one of her events just before lockdown. And so I've sort of uh, supported with um, charitable cycling and things, things like that. And my work colleague, often department in the Alps to help with their charity. And, um, but what she's done is just truly remarkable. Um, initially, yeah. um, Alex had, has Duchenne, uh, muscular dystrophy. Uh, and, uh, and I found myself at this event with probably 300 people. Uh, and I, and I sat next to the woman I was sitting next to, I asked, asked her who she was and we got, had a really nice chat. And she turned out to be the mother of, uh, the latest Spider-Man. <laughs> and and uh, you know, all these people that had been attracted in, you know, through, taking a higher like you you did taking a higher position on this and yeah trying yeah. to trying to help it was amazing the energy was unbelievable yeah exactly right and so when you start to connect with people at that vibrational energy around 
you know, let's do something that's actually positive. Let's not sit around feeling sorry for ourselves. Yes, there's a grieving process. Of course there is. And, you know, when we lost a loved one to COVID, um, it was very sad when that happened. But at the same time, you don't spend all of your life just grieving for that one person. Mm. You can also acknowledge that that's a very sad experience. You can do the, you can go through a grieving process that is an important part of you psychologically adjusting. But then it's about how do I then celebrate that person's life? How do we admire what that person achieved in their lifetime? How do we acknowledge what the legacy of what they've left behind and celebrate all of that? So I really think there's a lot to be learned around, you know, experiences and spending time connecting with people and understanding that vibrational energy. And and that's a a critical part to our healing and and growth as, as, as humans. And I think that's an interesting thought for people who've had, you know, experienced bereavement uh, to, they may dwell on that and it's easy to dwell when you've lost people. And I guess, Damien, you get to get to our age and mid- middle age, you, 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 you lose people in life and you miss them, but actually there is a different mindset. It's not to focus on the wonderful things that they did and the positive aspects of their personality that lift you. Yeah, absolutely. While thinking about them. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I I went from being the cared for child to then being the caring child because my parents became, uh, when they got elderly, they became sick and poorly and both have died. Um, And so I've been through that journey of what that's like to transition to looking after someone else and and looking after others. And and so that's a a beautiful thing to be able to do. And it's it's something that changes your perspective on life, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can I can relate to that right now in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so great. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again, uh, and after after the break, let's uh, let's talk about a few more kind of strategies to to help us uh, to you know move our, our mental state into really you know more positive, more productive, more enjoyable kind of zone than it might be right now. So we're back in, with you again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One to one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and uh, delighted to be here with Damien Coolhane. And uh, Damien, we mentioned a discount code. If you are interested, uh, then um, in this reading the book and utilizing how to pivot your mindset, go to payhip.com. That's P-A-Y-Hip.com slash Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N-C-U-L-H-A-N-E. That's Damien Coolhane, and it's CC22. Um, you know, well. Offering this, there's nothing in this for me personally um, at all. Um, there's a 25% discount off off Damien's products if they're if they're a help to you. I just think that there are a lot of people I'm meeting right now, and I've 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 spent time with a lot of people this week actually, and some with some really challenging issues in terms of mindset at the minute. So um, I just want to uh, see people, you know, and the purpose of doing this show. Um, I think the show is really kind of benevolent, and my my. From my um, side, it's about helping people to elevate their thinking, develop their businesses, do business for good. Um, it's not about the money for me. It's about making a positive contribution to the world. And we need to make the world a better place. And we all need to be, I think, be able to stand up uh, and be more productive and make a bigger contribution with our life, en- life energy because uh, we need positive change right now. And we need to overcome some of the very negative forces that are impacting um behavior around the globe i believe so um let's um you think something we started to kind of talk about i think uh almost being you know being the, we talk about getting connected to this higher this higher vision and, and perspective is some of that about purpose and is is, is is finding your purpose and really connecting in with it important yeah absolutely i, I mean um one of the the things one of the exercises i do with my clients actually is called map your purpose and it's really closely aligned with the ikigai model and taking people through what makes your heart sing making a list of your strengths and your skills really examining you know what you love to do um, and by the time we finished all of that those exercises we come up with a map of what really what your purpose is all about um, and that's incredibly helpful because I was very fortunate enough to tap into that when I, I was making my career choices. So mm-hmm. although I'd been through a corporate career, probably similar to yourself, where I'd climbed the ladder and climbed the corporate ladder and been promoted into more senior roles and reached a level where I was comfortable with you know who I was and, and how I was being as a leader, but some of the organizations were not necessarily aligned with what I wanted to achieve in life. And so I started to realize there was a bit of conflict around. And, and so I was being challenged with some values around 
how they wanted to do business and how I thought that business could be done better or or how people could be um, basically unlocked. So one of my specialities is in corporates is working with talent and developing that talent and unlocking the potential to bring out the brilliance in people. So a lot of organizations just don't have the time to do that. They, they just really don't have the resources. And I think what's important is to really start to tap into what is it that's going to make you really, really align with your purpose and to be able to do what it is you love. And, and, and that way you'll be happier and be more fulfilled. And therefore your vibration level will go up. As your vibration goes up, everyone else's vibration will rise. Yeah. So that's the key. It's, it's, uh, you know, it has a ripple effect, definitely. Yeah. So what's, what's your purpose, Damien? healing suffering healing, healing suffering, suffering. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean and, and that came from my own suffering so from the depth of my own sadness and the depth of my own suffering i realized that there was a purpose to that and a reason for it um and there are a number of different events that have happened to me that have caused me to experience suffering on one level or another um and knowing that i've now got the resources to be able to pivot my mindset to take that suffering and transmute it to use mental alchemy effectively to transmute that into service to others and, and how to help them to heal their suffering that helped me to heal my own suffering mm. definitely 100 percent mm. I, I like to hear that it, it, it i think when people express the purpose you get them more don't you and you get yeah. the authenticity and mine's about helping others to realize their true potential um, yeah, yeah. as individuals or businesses and and that just drives me every conversations about that it becomes yeah. you know and for me the success each day becomes about that who who i've helped to do that and uh, and uh, that hopefully provides a, an authenticity that people and a humility that i hope people you know get yeah. um because there yeah. are plenty yeah. of people out there who you know in this world who will take take your money from you um but those who are, are driven by a really really good purpose I think um, I, I think are the ones to buy from, in my opinion. That's what I try and do myself where I spend yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. I think you know when when people are aligned and when there's authenticity there, I think it's just it, it's a different type of relationship. You know, it doesn't become like you said earlier. It's not a, a financial commercial thing. It becomes uh, a vibrational thing where you want to serve somebody and you're willing to go the extra mile. So you and I, I know for sure, we'll do things for clients that we don't charge for, and we go the extra mile to make sure that we add value. And it's about making sure that we give more to somebody than the value that we're actually charging. So we create more value than what we actually commercially might charge for. And I love to do that. I love to over deliver on things like adding value and, and, and helping people to achieve that elevation, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I'm exactly the same. You know, my, my work's about helping, enabling, le developing leaders and teams, and and building engaged workplaces. And I, you know, to, uh, lately I've been I spend more of my time with full days with clients rather than in little projects because I can go in and I mean this week I've done three workshops. I've I've spoken. I've uh, probably sat down with fifteen people one to one. I get so much more value. Um, you know. Um, an impromptu workshop with a finance team to get so much more value um because actually i'm doing it because i want to help or wanna, I, I care rather than if, if i charge for each of those individually you know I, it would be a lot of money yeah you know, exactly. expect, but it's it's just um 
going over. Well, one really. of the things um, you just reminded me, one of the things I was doing earlier this week was um, training a group of scientists from all over Europe, actually. And uh, they are on a virtual training session with one of the topics that I specialize in, in my business speaking, which is around negotiation. So we were talking about negotiation for shared success. Um, but I got deep into a topic around consciousness because it shapes your beliefs and it shapes how you show up in a, in a negotiation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not on topic. It's not on the agenda. I'm adding value, but it makes a difference to people who are listening because then they can understand it from a different perspective and, and change something and, and pivot something around their mindset. So yeah, definitely adding value is a big thing. So, so have you got, so have you got any tips about um, how to make, the, you know, how to develop longevity with this such that, uh, you, you know, you, you um you're future proofing this mindset uh so so that you don't find yourself falling down those holes again do you know what i mean you've you've, you've got the the skills to be able to deal with everything that comes that life throws at you Any yeah tips on that yeah I, I think you know there's many things that people can be doing i mean uh, one of the things is to read the book because i can give you sustainable coping strategies um, and that's inside the book but how to pivot from overwhelm to clarity is a kind of really key thing because um, when you take five to literally pause and look at your feelings of stress or anxiety or fear and allow yourself just five minutes to have a break and follow the the, the sort of process of taking a couple of deep breaths asking yourself a few really insightful questions a few inquisitive questions around your your state reflecting on those reasons why you you can be grateful um, and then thinking about five people that inspire you and that helps you to sort of balance fear with reality and and making sure that you're really understanding your what joseph campbell refers to as he, the, uh, the the hero's journey and many people will be familiar with the the film star wars mm -hmm. um, the very first episode which was uh, episode four actually uh which was the um the very first one that that george lucas filmed and when he was writing the story when he was doing the filming it was a fairly average sci-fi movie you know it was kind of doing okay and joseph campbell came along to do some consultancy with him and said well you know what, if you put the hero's journey in this, if you placed a hero inside the middle of this story, you could really transform it into an amazing epic, which he did. Um, and so our hero in that example is Luke Skywalker, who completely and utterly rejects the fact that he might be great or that he could be a hero. And when he first meets Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, he denies his own yeah, greatness, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi says to him, you've got to go to Jedi school and train as a Jedi. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm too busy doing chores. You know, I can't do that. And of course, by the time he gets back to his, his home, back to his home, his uncle and auntie have been killed and therefore he doesn't have to do chores anymore. So his whole landscape changes and he gets the calling to then become the Jedi Knight. So the hero's journey is about how we often deny our own greatness but we have to go on a journey that connects us with that with that greatness and connects us with how we meet that greatness and how what we do with it. Um, so Joseph Campbell calls that the hero's journey, and there's so much written about that, and many many books by by him and and others around the hero's journey. Yeah, yes, I don't think I've ever come across a life that has been 
totally in its in, in its ascendancy and ascendancy all the way through. Have you ever come across anyone whose uh, whose life has been just in ascendancy? You know that if it just doesn't happen, does it? I don't think so. No, I think you have to go through you know those, yeah. those challenges and you have to face that adversity and and face your nemesis. You know, mm. we see it in the film The Matrix, for example. Um, we see it in the film Harry Potter. You know, we see it in Lord of the Rings. We see it in so many of those great films. Um, everybody has to face the challenge and face the nemesis and, and face, you know, go off on their own on a, on a quest to discover how to overcome their, their challenges to become a better person and, and to connect with their purpose and, and yeah. to really understand that. Yeah. Well, 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 I'm, I'm sort of smiling mentioning the matrix we're obviously of a similar age you and i damien because i've been surprised of late how often i've mentioned the film the matrix because i love it to uh, young people and they just look at me with completely glazed eyes <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> well, I don't everybody's seen the matrix but they haven't yeah, so uh, that's probably because they're in the matrix in yeah, <laughs> maybe so yeah it is a bit like that isn't it so um we're gonna go to we're, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the interview now and so i want to just ask you uh you know final question really and, and that is do you have a a message that you'd like to leave us with to, you know, to think about uh, after this show's over? Yeah, I, I, firstly, I just want to thank you for a great conversation and for the, the great questions. So thank you, because it's been a real pleasure to uh, be able to share some insights and, and talk through these topics, which I'm really passionate about. Mm. I think the, the key final message would be, you know, we all have the divinity within us. We all have that higher purpose and higher sense of what we can achieve and we all have a brilliance to share and it's about how we tap into that and how we we reach into that and when i believe in people that they have that it's about how do we use the the time with that person or how do we encourage them to look at the perspective of their greatness and see what it is that they can achieve for themselves um, and you can do that on your own. I think one of the, the key things for people to really think about is connecting with nature and connecting with a different environment for them that will help them to connect with a different perspective than they see every day. Um, yeah. So changing the scenery and really kind of connecting with a different perspective on their own life. Fantastic. Damien, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today and uh, wish you well on everything you do. And it's great work that you, you're doing to help um help people to um to dispose of their suffering i don't think the exact words you used but i think um I think it's been a really good show actually a really good conversation it's really important right now um and it is you know, just think about all those stories people's lives people all do go through through troughs uh, they you learn on those troughs and enables you to come out the other side and there's always gifts silver linings in in situations um or sometimes it means it's about helping others but just connect with all of that and uh, whatever situation you're in if you want to downward spiral at the moment uh, there is a way to move forward and uh, and elevate and improve uh, and uh, there is a there is a good future for you um so connect with that um the um if you want to connect with Damien, he's on LinkedIn um, at linkedin.com slash in Damien Colhane. You can connect with me as well on LinkedIn. Uh, if you do, though, please, would you just mention you, you, you heard you, 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 you did this because of the show, um, because I get that many connections from people and I don't connect with everybody because, you know, so many people request. But if you mention the show that you listen to the show, uh, then I will, I will connect with you. 
And um, also uh, perceptioncoaching.co.uk is uh, Damien's website. Um, but next week's show, we've got uh, an amazing guest as well. We've got Sarah Desek. Uh, this lady really blew me away when I spoke to her. She was, um, uh, she was in um, Africa um, on aid projects, spent 10 years there. Her and her husband, she met, they met, um, moved to Montana, set up a, uh, a glamping company. They were broke initially, um, but it became America's biggest glamping company. They sold that, and now they're helping um, female African entrepreneurs investing all over Africa, uh, so we'll learn um, some of the, t- the tips and life of, of Sarah and uh, learn how to how to um, make a bigger contribution to the world in our show next week with Sarah Desek. So once again, big thank you to Damien Colhane. Take care, everybody. Any questions, comments, uh, chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Connect with us on social media. Take care. Thanks. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.